This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of aneurysmal bone cyst from the pathology section on orthobullets.com. An aneurysmal bone cyst is a benign and non-neoplastic reactive bone lesion filled with multiple blood-filled cavities. They can be locally destructive to normal bone and may extend to the soft tissue. As far as the epidemiology, 75% of patients are less than 20 years old. As far as location for aneurysmal bone cysts, 15% occur in the spine and greater than 60% in the long bones with the femur and the tibia being the most common. 51% occur in the lower extremities and 22.5% in the upper extremities. Usually aneurysmal bone cysts are found in the metaphysis. Metatarsal and the calcaneus are the most common locations in the foot. They are also seen in the posterior elements of the pelvis and may be found in similar locations as telangiectatic osteosarcomas. As far as the pathophysiology, there are primary and secondary forms of aneurysmal bone cysts. With respect to primary aneurysmal bone cysts, they are now known to be neoplasms driven by upregulation of the ubiquitin-specific protease or USP6 gene on chromosome 17P13 when combined by translocation with the promoter pairing. The most commonly described translocation is between chromosome 16Q22 and 17P13, leading to the juxtaposition of the promoter region CDH11 on chromosome 16Q22. With respect to a secondary aneurysmal bone cyst, this is not considered a neoplasm because no known translocation has been identified. As far as associated conditions with aneurysmal bone cysts, they are associated with other tumors 30% of the time. These include giant cell tumor, chondroblastoma, fibrous dysplasia, chondromyxoid fibroma, and non-ossifying fibroma. The prognosis for an aneurysmal bone cyst is good. As far as the presentation of an aneurysmal bone cyst, patients may have symptoms of pain and swelling, and some patients may present with a pathologic fracture. On physical exam, neurologic deficits are possible with spine lesions. As far as imaging, radiographs will reveal an expansile, eccentric, and lytic lesion with bony septae, or what's known as a, quote, bubbly appearance. Usually, aneurysmal bone cysts are metaphyseal, and classic cases have a thin rim of periosteal new bone surrounding the lesion. Finally, there is no matrix mineralization in aneurysmal bone cysts. An MRI or a CT scan will show multiple fluid lines, and keep in mind that the lesion can expand into the soft tissue. As far as other studies, characteristic findings on histology include cavernous spaces and blood-filled spaces without endothelial lining. As far as the cavity lining in aneurysmal bone cysts, there are numerous benign giant cells, spindle cells, and thin strands of woven or new bone that are present. As far as the differential for aneurysmal bone cysts, the radiographic differential includes a unicameral bone cyst and telangiectatic osteosarcoma. The histologic differential includes telangiectatic osteosarcoma and giant cell tumor. Treatment of an aneurysmal bone cyst can be non-operative or operative. Non-operative management includes non-operative fracture management, which is indicated for an aneurysmal bone cyst with an acute fracture. This is indicated until the fracture has healed. Once healed, you can treat as an aneurysmal bone cyst without a fracture unless the fracture has led to spontaneous healing of the aneurysmal bone cyst. Operative options include an aggressive curatage, plus or minus adjuvant, and bone grafting. 
This is indicated for a symptomatic aneurysmal bone cyst without an acute fracture. As far as possible adjuvants to use, you can use phenol, argon beam, and or liquid nitrogen. As far as outcomes after operative intervention, local recurrence is seen in up to 25% and is more common in children with open physis. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, A 15-year-old female presents to the office with worsening left hip pain with walking over the past four months. X-ray of the pelvis demonstrates a multiloculated radiolucent lesion in the left iliac wing. An axial, coronal, and sagittal MRI cuts demonstrate fluid fluid levels in the left iliac wing. Histology demonstrates lakes of red blood cells separated by fibrous septa with benign-appearing spindle cells and occasional giant cells. What is the next best step? And the choices are 1. Neoadjuvant chemotherapy, followed by wide resection and post-operative chemotherapy. 2. Primary wide resection and reconstruction with hemipelvis allograft. 3. External beam radiation. 4. Aspiration and initiation of culture-specific antibiotics and five, extensive curatage, adjuvant treatment, and bone grafting. The correct answer to this question is five, extensive curatage, adjuvant treatment, and bone grafting. So this patient's imaging and histology is consistent with an aneurysmal bone cyst. The patient should undergo extensive curatage, use of a high-speed burr to destroy the cyst lining, and placement of allograft bone. To quickly review, the treatment of aneurysmal bone cysts is typically aggressive curatage, adjuvant treatment, and placement of allograft bone. Adjuvant treatment with phenol, liquid nitrogen, argon beam, or high-speed burr is suggested to help kill-slash-remove microscopic residual tumor cells and lower the risk of recurrence. Arterial embolization prior to resection of large lesions has shown some benefit to decrease bleeding at the time of surgery. Arterial embolization alone has also been demonstrated to lead to lesion resolution in some cases. Alternative treatment modalities include on-block resection, sclerotherapy, and radionucleotide therapy in certain situations. RAP et al. reviewed the diagnosis and management of aneurysmal bone cysts. ABCs most frequently occur in adolescent patients and present as a painful, expansile, and palpable mass. They report that even after extensive treatment, there is a 20-30% to rate of recurrence. Risk factors for recurrence include less aggressive curatage due to the proximity to the physis-slash-articular surface, increased cellularity in giant cells and stromal cells, and increased mitotic figures. Errol et al. report on the outcome of 64 children with aggressive aneurysmal bone cysts that underwent surgery. 92% underwent extended intralesional curatage and grafting. The authors found a recurrence rate of 7% and functional outcome scores of 95 over 100. Proximity to the growth plate was the only factor predictive of recurrence. This study demonstrates that aggressive curatage and bone grafting leads to excellent outcomes with low rates of recurrence and complications. Moving on to the next question. Which of the following genes is involved in the etiology of aneurysmal bone cyst? And the choices are 1. ASPL. 2. ATF1, 3. EWS, 4. PAX3, and 5. USP6. The correct answer to this question is 5. USP6. 
So aneurysmal bone cyst was recently shown definitively to be a neoplasm driven by upregulation of the ubiquitin-specific protease, or the USP6 gene, on chromosome 17P13 when combined by translocation with a promoter pairing. The most commonly described translocation is between chromosome 16Q22 and 17P13, which results in juxtaposition of the promoter region, CDH11, on chromosome 16Q22. In the past, all aneurysmal bone cysts were thought to be reactive in nature. Whereas primary aneurysmal bone cysts are now known to be neoplasms, secondary aneurysmal bone cysts are not because no translocation has been identified in them. ASPL is involved in alveolar soft part sarcoma. ATF1 is involved in clear cell chondrosarcoma. EWS is a gene on chromosome 22 involved in several relevant musculoskeletal oncology conditions including Ewing sarcoma, desmoplastic small round cell tumor, extraskeletal myxoid chondrosarcoma, and clear cell chondrosarcoma. PAX3 is involved in alveolar rhabdomyosarcoma. Moving on to the next question. A 12-year-old female is involved in a low-speed motor vehicle accident and presents with a pathologic fracture in the ulna. A radiograph reveals a small non-displaced fracture through an aneurysmal bone cyst. A needle biopsy is performed and histology shows, quote, lakes of blood. What is the best next step in treatment? And the choices are 1. Open biopsy for adequate diagnostic tissue. 2. Open reduction internal fixation of the distal ulna. 3. Immediate curatage and adjuvant chemo slash radiotherapy. 4. Non-operative fracture management. And 5. Preoperative chemotherapy and resection of tumor. The correct answer to this question is for non-operative fracture management. So this patient presents with a small non-displaced fracture through an aneurysmal bone cyst. While the plain radiograph is not diagnostic, it does not suggest an aggressive lesion. The quote lakes of blood seen on the histology confirms the diagnosis. Given the alignment of the fracture, non-operative management is preferred. Once the fracture has healed, if the aneurysmal bone cyst continues to grow, treatment is curatage and grafting. If the fracture stimulates the bone cyst to resolve, then no further treatment is required. In the article by Cata Lorda et al., the authors analyzed different treatment options used on 1,256 cases of aneurysmal bone cyst in the literature. They emphasized the importance of a needle biopsy in diagnosis and treatment. And moving on to the final question, intralesional curatage and bone grafting is an accepted component of the treatment plan for all of the following conditions except and the choices are 1, giant cell tumor, 2, aneurysmal bone cyst, 3, chondroblastoma, 4, chondromyxoid fibroma, and 5, osteofibrous dysplasia. The correct answer to this question is 5, osteofibrous dysplasia. So there's no role for curatage and bone grafting in patients with osteofibrous dysplasia. Non-operative treatment is preferred for osteofibrous dysplasia until a child reaches maturity. These lesions usually regress and do not cause problems in adults unless the skeletal deformity requires surgical correction. Benign tumors that are usually treated with curatage and bone grafting include giant cell tumor, chondroblastoma, chondromyxoid fibroma, and osteoblastoma. Benign conditions that are occasionally treated with curatage and bone grafting include unicameral bone cyst, enchondroma, and non-ossifying fibroma. Athanasian reviews the presentation and treatment of giant cell tumors and aneurysmal bone cysts found in the hand and wrist. They emphasize that these lesions can be locally aggressive with high recurrence rates. 
They argue that while wide excision can be chosen, joint preservation is paramount. That's all for this review about aneurysmal bone cysts. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.